Hi guys, welcome to Stalking Spurs, the Tottenham Hotspur podcast that isn't just about football. My name is Patty, And I'm Acid. Hi! Hi Acid. This week, we get a glimpse inside Dyer's surprisingly stylish home and get some hot goss on Sunny's 1.15 million pound car. Wow. We also attempt to eavesdrop on Bergwijn and appraise Jose's new look. On the pitch, we gloss over two unfortunate losses and gloat about one edge of your seat win. Acid. We got a jam back show. Packed episode. It really is. Uh, lots to discuss, as we just mentioned. And it's been two weeks. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's we're been two doing weeks. This much more regularly. I know. We're back into the groove. I like it. What I'm not liking is our losses, but we'll get into that Oof. later. Yeah. <sighs> Master Toby will be joining us, and hopefully, he can bring some kumbaya spirit. But for now... Some much-needed kumbaya spirit, I think. I think we need more than kumbaya spirit at this point, but I'll take it. Um, Before he joins us, I guess we'll jump right into our social media roundup. A lot has happened in the past two weeks. You know what? I don't know if there's a correlation. Winning games, nothing on social. Not winning the games so much on social. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's what is it like compensation for not much happening that people want to talk about on the pitch. So when when our form starts to dip, then like the social media team's like, okay, we gotta keep people engaged. How do we keep people interested and engaged? I mean, Bergwine seems to know. Uh, I don't know about you, but I noticed that he is very engaged on social. He followed, obviously, all the players and the team. And I noticed that in a lot of the posts we'll talk about or we don't talk about, but just happen to be there. Um, our new recruit, Bergwine is liking and commenting every single one. It's really cute. Nice. I like that he's bringing enthusiasm to this. And like enthusiasm that the fans can see. So it's like on social media, all of his likes and comments are open to everyone. I I super like that. I don't know. Is it because he's younger? I don't know. But I like it. I I appreciate the effort. Effort that I'm not so sure about, though, is I think it was the Aston Villa game. The Twitter account of Spurs Official, obviously, they posted this insane video that has so much effort put into it basically just um chronicling Sonny's like 50 goals or like the lead up to it and how he has scored his 50th goal for the club and girl i don't know what the theme was all over the place it was like this <laughs> and netflix type interface where they're selecting all his goals and like and i'm each just like, goal is like a different pretend film <laughs> it's I don't know. I appreciate, I kind of appreciate the effort, but I'm also baffled by, like, clearly this has just been sitting there waiting to, like, you know, put the last, you know, 50th goal in so that they could post it. But damn, Sonny is a moneymaker for them. Like, can you imagine all the the editing and the graphic design and the motion graphics, the animation that went into this, the copy that had to be written, like, everything, the photos that had to be chosen and processed, it's... It's ridiculous to think about how much effort went into this one video. And I think I think you're right. They probably had this video good to go for, for a while now and ready to just slot in the video, the 50th goal. But yeah, that's, that's a hell of a lot of effort, especially if you compare it with past videos celebrating landmark events. Like Nope, nothing I, of I this level, which, yeah, which really 
which really makes me like realize what a gold mine Sunny must be for the club because I mean apart from you know the engagement on social until every single Korean citizen has a kit a Spurs kit I don't <laughs> think he's ever leaving but I love it yeah yeah he must be like the gateway into Spurs fandom for so many people and so many Asians I'm sure like come for Sunny stay for the squad as we said a few episodes it's- ago yeah, I think I was like, episode one, what? <laughs> so, you know what? Yeah, go listen to the archives, guys. Shockingly, we've got a lot in the back. <laughs> Moving on. So the next post that we want to talk about is a training video that was posted on the Spurs Instagram, and I think it was also on Facebook. And it was a video of the players training. It's like a behind-the-scenes training session leading up to the game against Aston Villa. When we were putting this episode together, Patty and I were discussing about like how these are such great fan content videos because they show you glimpse of the players and their personalities and the friendships that you wouldn't normally see on the pitch during a game. And I guess that's expectation for this. We got the same kind of satisfaction from from the the photo shoot video earlier this season. Best. It, it's still that's still the gold standard best. But this one was a nice like. Oh, if you enjoyed that video, you'll also enjoy this. And I think there are two moments in this video that we really want to talk about. And the first one happens early on in the video, where the, all the players are kind of like lying down on uh, exercise mats and they have these rollers. The foam rollers sure that are for. really... They're, they're horrible. I, I have one for like <laughs> uh, my ITB bands and they have the worst kind. I used to have that kind, the one with like ridges. That shit yeah. hurts, but it's supposed to be really good for your like muscles to like for cool down or for warm up. Those are brutal and they look like they're yeah, just having fun with it. It looks super like coarsely textured. So in th- they're all using their own orange roll thing and Bergwijn and Sunny are on mats next to each other. And they're, they're chatting about something. And I just, I want to know, what are you guys talking about? Because they seem to be having a nice moment. It's such a nice moment, but also that shit hurts. <laughs> and they look like they're fucking having fun. So I yeah, am amazed. It, it looks like a relaxing thing for them. They're kind of <laughs> propped up on their elbows and talking about something. Like, hey, did you catch the finale of Crash Landing on You? And Sunny's like, don't Yes! Oh my gosh, if that is what they were talking about, that would be amazing. Bergwine seems like a cheery fellow. I don't know. Yeah, I like his vibe. So I like his vibe. I like that, and also I didn't realize he was so tatted up. So having him like paired with Sunny is such a different dynamic. Like, cause cause Delia's is like cool kid vibe. You know what I mean? And yeah. Sunny's like a puppy, but Bergwijn just seems like a hey, happy to be here kind of guy. And yeah. it's just it's super interesting. Another interesting partnership. So later on in the video, they they start pairing up and doing some like resistance drills with a band where they're kind of tethered to each other and one of them has to run away from the other and the other one holds them back which is super cute it's re- it's very sweet uh among the partners were okay so sunny when you're watching it of course immediately your eye goes to sun and delhi and their partners and they're looking like they're having the time of their lives even though i'm sure it's a really difficult drill in the background you see uh, another partnership there's ben and there's winksy cute Really cute. I, I assume these resistance trainings are apart from camaraderie based on like weight or like because obviously you need to resist someone that is actually commensurate to your weight. So it's interesting yes. to see Delhi and Sun together. I mean, obviously long lanky kids and then not so long, but also like, you know, 
perfectly buffed Ben and Winksy, which is just like not a pairing I would have thought. Like, yeah, bo- I realize now, like, there are people you see interacting so much, like, Deli and Sun are like a perfect example of that. But you don't often see Ben and Benny Boo and Winksy. Benny Boo, exactly. However, they did sign their extension contracts together. I mean, they oh, were in the photo shoot right. together. But apart from that, I was just like, I like this. It feels like a boy band. Obviously, Harry Winks really looks like a really cute version of Liam from One Direction. So what would that make Ben? I don't know. But I think he would be the smart one in the band. You know, the one that, you know, There's always the quiet, one who's, yeah, the quiet yeah. smart one. And I like it. So good to see Ben back in training, too. Yes, welcome back, Benny Boo. What, what a gift of a video this was. Just before we leave that video for the next one, the other pair that was obviously there uh, was Jan and Eric Dyer, who it's, I mean, obviously in training, they're paired up, and it seems they just pair up even outside of training. Yeah, I have noticed. The bonds created in training seem to like seep out into the real world. Which At least, yeah. We love. We love. I love it so much. At least for Jan and Dyer. They were spotted, or at least they were both incredibly active for two pe- two players that barely post on social. In the span of these last two weeks, they have been the most active. Number one, they were spotted on like, I don't know if they ate dinner out, but they were, it was, ta- it was geotagged Annabelle's, which is like some fancy restaurant somewhere in London. And it was posted by some like young model who like captioned it like strong in the back which is interesting because yes Jan is in the back but Eric isn't but it's okay um so they, they're posing with this <laughs> model child before London Fashion Week so I don't know like questions in my head were they eating with this guy did they just bump into him and he asked for a photo were they also attending London Fashion Week so many questions in my head but I love it Jan and Eric look so like suave and like you know like really nicely dressed with like button down shirts and like nice jackets and ah handsome handsome all around I love it yeah like two reactions to this and one is exactly there's so many things we want to know about this photo is this model Bobby Brazier am I saying his name correctly is he like a Totem fan and he was just out at night and he's like oh my god it's Jan and Dyer. Can I have a picture with you? I hope it's that. I hope, I it's, hope that. it's that. And they're not just like a weird, like unexpected group of friends. Because he does seem like he could be their kid. He he, he looks like a child. Like I, I scrolled through like, these models. Like Suddenly I'm like, wow, this child is like 12 years old. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he literally looks 12 years Which, old. Which, your second also, point. Also, you mentioned their outfits. And I super want to talk about that as well. I love that they're both like in a similar kind of generic going out outfit where you have like a a shirt or like a button down over a jacket and dark pants it's it's nice it's like a classy basic kind of going out i just want to look a bit more special than usual instead of jeans and a tee i'm gonna wear a jacket i love it it's nice to see them put some effort in you look at Dyer's facial expression here and he looks like he's feeling himself so (laughs) as he should He looks good, and I like that they kind of like dress basic together because we all know there are team team members that do not dress basic at all. I mean, in the Gucci's, and I mean, I'm sure these these are all designer clothes. God knows how expensive this shit is, but you yeah, know, it's not, it's not. I'd be surprised if any of this was from Uniqlo. No, no, no. There's probably like vetements or I don't know something, <laughs> something like crazy, rag and bone, and yet. Like, you get the Gucci's of this world, right? So, you know, Delhi and Gucci are like Aurier and like Gucci. So, 
you know, it's just cute to see slightly basic bros hanging out. Yeah. On a night out. Which then leads me to, exactly, which then leads me to the after party. I don't know, because it seems like right after or soon after that post from Bobby Brazier, you get Instagram stories. And thank God for the fans that have reposted these stories. You can still see them. Jan posted an Instagram story of his feet reclined on Dyer's. We know it's Dyer's house because we've seen it before and we've stalked it a lot. Jan reclined on a sectional in Dyer's house, focusing on the TV. It's Scarlett Johansson's face. They're definitely watching Lost in Translation. I know that screen cap. And then it pans towards the living room, the beautifully decorated living room of Eric Dyer, plush carpet, nice classy table. And on top of that table, you see the Lego model um, project that Dyer is working on and Dyer did post about this recently as well so then you see Dyer in his hoodie and like comfortable and really like just focusing on his project I like the concept of whether it was after this dinner or not that Jan and Dyer hang out at his house and Jan is just watching tv and Dyer is freaking like making a model out of lego like it was just my fangirl heart they hang out and they seem to be doing different things while hanging out together that's true friendship like playing with Lego, assembling something with Lego, or, like, I guess playing cards, as we'll see. And, like, Jan is watching. Exactly. That is true friendship. Like, there, there, there's friends you can hang out with and you actually have to hang out and talk and, like, drink wine and actually interact. But there are friends you can just, like, veg with. And that's another level of friendship. I really like it. So, yeah, like, as I mentioned, more Instagram stories posted. Jan, I think, posted that they played... I don't know what card game they played, but they were playing with the official... Tottenham Hotspur branded cards and there was like a four column (laughs) tally of points and you could see Eric, Jan on top and then whited out two other players' names. Is it girlfriends and wives? I don't know. Is it other bros who don't want to be mentioned? I don't know. But again, too many questions. My mind is racing. I love this shit. We want to know the answers. Who were the other two players? Why did they want to be anonymous? What were they playing that requires you to tally scores? Also, what were you guys playing? And also, know, how did they, like, come into possession of official Spurs playing cards? Like, did Dyer just pick one up from the store on the way home from a game? Or do they just have packs lying around in the dressing room and he just got it? I feel like they get a swag bag of, like, the newest, like, merch. Do. Yeah, which, which is cute. But yeah, I think just to round this out, Eric Dyer is a classy guy with a classy house. And there's, like... Well, what we assumed was fresh, a fresh bouquet of roses on like a console in his like dining room that didn't change a week later. So they're probably fake or he probably gets a (laughs) delivery weekly. (laughs) Yeah, you can like, I really like how classy and sophisticated and clean and well-designed his house appears to be. Like the lighting is quite nice and it's like a soft yellow, nothing too harsh. You see, yeah, the bouquet of fake flowers to you know lend a bit of an accent to that part of the that part of the room he has coffee table books on the coffee table so you see that there is some like effort put into making the house feel like a nice comfy place i really like it i would love to get more like hidden shots of his of his house because we've seen hugo's house thanks to maureen we've seen parts of kane's house thanks to kate but, you know, Dyer's given us the content we want. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Dyer. He, he might start posting... Because he, he ha- has never really posted regularly before. And, like, Instagram stories, never heard of her. 
But like in the past few weeks, we've noticed that he's changed the look of his profile. He's updated some info. He's posting more stories. And like two of his past bunch of stories have been inside his home. So, yeah, I think. I like it. So, we'll Dyer, thank you for. Into his life. Thank you for starting it. You know who I'm waiting for do, to do this? Winks. Harry. Harry Winks, you're up next. But yeah, and Ben Davis, freaking you're up next. Give us some content, yeah. boys. Badly needed. The fans demand it. So next up, still within the, the dire bucket of content, this week Spurs official posted to celebrate Love Your Pet Day. I've never heard of this day before in my life. Never. But if it comes with cute photos, why not? So two days ago, Spurs official posted um, the dog emoji, hashtag love your pet day, along with a photo of Dyer and his dog. I think this is one of his two dogs. Two dogs? Because he's shared photos in the past of this dog who looks like a, is this a lab? Like a light brown, blondish, yellowish lab. And there's also, he has another one who we've seen in past Instagram posts that's like a black lab. Whatever the, the, the breed of the dogs are, they're, they're adorable. And I love that Dyer is a dog person. I wonder if everyone is a dog person and if anyone is a cat person, do we guess who they are? I'm guessing Ben Davis, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? He ah, seems I would like guess one. that. He has a dog, though. Yes. Like, twice on his stories, a small, fluffy dog that Aww. looks like I'm not great with dog breeds, but it looks like a really, really tiny Pomeranian. Is it the girlfriend's though or his? I wonder. Could be, could be, because I think one story in the past may have actually been his girlfriend's Instagram story, and I'm just conflating the two. And like they're out for a walk in the park with this tiny oh, fluffy dog. And then another cute. post was this time. I'm sure it was a Ben Davis Instagram story. It's like view from high up of a dog a tiny dog by his feet looking at him or something like that and it was the same fluffy dog this is the content i need and want so you know what for yes. love your pet day i was expecting a gallery of photos of spurs guys yeah, with their pets i thought it was gonna be a gallery Me too. this was missed, a missed opportunity spurs missed official. opportunity i'm so disappointed all you have to do is dig from the archives of these guys past stories or posts so oh well you know i guess we'll see you in the next next year's love your pet day uh and we can or hope maybe, for more maybe there's a privacy issue and some pets didn't want their, their photos like <laughs> didn't i don't sir. consent to the use of my photo didn't sign a release dog that was like yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> i'm on board with this these dogs have their own ndas you know so i mean got, gotta respect that you uh, gotta respect that well we'll see you for the i mean we'll see you in the next years love your pet day expecting more Anyway, things we're also expecting more from is, I guess, I will talk about a lot of this later, uh, but Sunny, as we know, has sustained an arm fracture from the Aston Villa game. Sunny posted an IG story. Again, anytime Sunny posts anything, it's really rare and just like, it's momentous. what? Momentous. And it's usually like SpawnCon. So I'm glad this wasn't SpawnCon. <laughs> um, so he posted a story of a, like a shot of him jumping in the air, I guess, from the game or a past game. I don't know. But basically he is in action celebrating and it says, I miss you guys and thanks for the support, Kois. Like this is after, I guess he got his like, uh, surgery and I guess the deluge of well wishes towards him. We miss you too, Sunny. I I like that we, you acknowledge. We miss you too. I mean, clearly you'll see the two games we're not going to discuss later. We definitely miss you, but <laughs> definitely. more than 
more than from a skills perspective. I think we just miss him from a personal perspective and wishing him all the best, a speedy recovery. Like, take care. We miss you. Thank you for your support, Kois. And keep us Back updated on your journey to recovery on Instagram stories. Feel free to just Feel free. keep posting. Feel free. You know, just, just go for it. Yeah. I, I'd like glimpses into your house as well. <laughs> we don't get a glimpse into Sunny's house this week, but we do get a little bit of... It's not, is, it, is it a glimpse? We get a tiny bit of information about Sunny's car. Mm-hmm. So this week, Human Sun fan Instagram account, the hottest goss happens on fan Instagrams. This fan Instagram says that they refer to an article where, like, the top 10 most expensive cars that belong to Premier League players are ranked. And number one is Hyungmin Sun. The post says, Sun Hyungmin is confirmed to be riding the most expensive car among the English Premier League players. Damn, son. Yeah, so more, <laughs> more information about it from an, on an article at The Sun. Um, it says <laughs> that Spurs star Sun Hyungmin's amazing 1.5 million pound car is an ultra-rare Ferrari, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a car person, so I don't <laughs> know what any I. of this means. But I do understand that over a million pounds is a hell of a lot to pay for a car. That's a and lot of money. That's what Sun drives. I mean... Well-deserved. If you're like a world-class global superstar, then it, this should be your car. I kind of honestly find it to be a cliche of like, I get it. Rich athlete, flashy car. Like, you gotta treat yourself somehow. I was expecting more from Sunny, but you know what? It's okay. We gotta take him for the good and the not so great. So <laughs> I'll take this cliche. You deserve it, Sunny. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Go. You deserve everything. Someone who, <laughs> I guess, just a segue over to our next one. I don't think he deserved this, but it's what he got. Mourinho. We haven't discussed this man in a while. That is by choice. But I think it's very hard to ignore how he is looked like he's aged 10 million years. So this is a, uh, yeah, since we uh, first got to do this. It is an unfortunate haircut. And I know that he's mentioned in some interview that basically the barber did a bad job. And so he just asked him to shave it all. But honestly, like he looks so much older. Like, I don't know, like clearly the team's performance is stressing him out. I get it. But also, wow, like, damn son, he looks old. I know he's old, yeah, this, but like older. This is not your look, Jose. It's not his look. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he was being like cutesy in the video, like waving to kids, like saying hi, come on, you Spurs and shit. But like, he looked tired. I, I, I mean, I know he didn't take a break during his winter break and he shouldn't because he's working, whatever. But, and I don't feel sorry for him at all either. I just feel like, okay, maybe someone needs to give him some GCs to like see, like, I don't know, like a facialist. Like, uh, he needs to get some TLC, a little bit of TLC, because he looks stressed as fuck. Yeah. Not know, cute. Light some lavender incense, put your feet up, take sage, a yoga class, get sage a massage. That house. Put, put on like a Korean face mask. You need it. Sunny needs to share his regimen, his skin he regimen does. with oh, Jose. Yeah, I've been I mean, asking him too. for years. Yeah. Us too, but maybe Jose first. Um, because honestly, he is not in the running for any cutest coach of the week. It's not him. It's just not him. <laughs> but uh, on the topic of cutest whatever of the week. So we have two contenders this week for 
the official Stalking Spurs Baby of the Week title. Number one is BB Boy, Yoris. Before we get into it, we would just like to issue an official apology. Retraction. So on behalf of the Stalking Spurs hosts and staff, we want to say, sorry, BB Boy, Yoris. We got your name wrong last week. So his name is Leandro Lloris. We incorrectly called him Pedro last week. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There are too many Pedros. And obviously we were incorrect in assuming he was a Pedro. I don't know what came over me, but he is a Leandro. And that should be easy to remember because LL, Lloris, Leandro, a third L. You know what? Like, alliterate all you want. So, Yeah. Just remember alliterative names. Leandro, Lloris. So one thing we cannot at all forget and what we will remember forever is this super adorable video once again posted by the queen of fan content, Larisse Marine. Uh, official. Official. So this is Hugo's wife's Instagram account. Follow it if you haven't already because it's just, it's the cutest or the second cutest thing in the Spurs universe. She posted a video this week of Hugo cuddling baby Leandro and you can hear him squealing and laughing in the background. It's posted with hashtags my loves and baby laugh. It's incredibly sweet. So cute. I I can't you can't even see the baby, but like just adorable. Clearly, yeah. I mean I haven't I, I wasn't a fan yet when Hugo's daughters were babies, but I'm sure he was equally affectionate. But this one's just precious. Like ugh, I it can't. Is. The audio is super cute as well. So even if you don't get like a full glimpse of Baby Leandro, you get a really cute audio giggle and squeal. Uh, speaking of not getting a glimpse of his face, uh, another another post related to Leandro that we want to talk about also on Marine's Instagram is a photo, a selfie of her with Baby Leandro and there's like a kiss mark emoji just obscuring his face. But you can see you get a peek at his it. super cute cheeks. He is one sweet baby. But really, the baby of the week. I mean, we just, we can't help it. So last, I think February 14. Yeah, I think on Valentine's, Mrs. Alderviral, Shaney VM, who is a locked account, unless you open her um, equestrian account, which is public, or dressage, sorry, dressage. Shaney VM, also known as Mrs. Toby Alderviral, gave birth to... uh, Toby and her second child, Jace Alderviral, and I can't tell how cute this baby is going to be yet because it is obviously an infant that just literally came out. However, there was a post of Toby, Shiny, our princess Ayla, gazing lovingly into her brother's eyes, and she is just winning it. There is a newborn baby next to her, and she is still trumping him. Like, I can't... <laughs> she she wins. She wins every week. Winner Absolutely. of my heart. Absolutely. Clear winner again. This this photo is super cute. I love that she's, like, reaching out to poke his cheek. <laughs> like all big sisters. I don't sisters. know if, like, that's Toby kind of supporting her arm or, like, pulling her back a bit. Like, whoa. A bit of newborn, both. Newborn, don't be so aggressive. <laughs> she's so cute. I'm so excited to see their dynamic together. Like, yes. and, and, yeah, Like, you know, she's gonna be, like, a cute older sister, uh, Jace Alderviral. So I, Ayla and Jace, what what such cute fancy names they have. Uh, congratulations, Ayla. And congratulations, Toby. Congrats. On just like your new kid and like yeah. everything. Good job. Good job. Hey, 
guys, and we are back. This is the portion of the show where we actually talk about football. <laughs> so during this discussion, we are joined by Toby, Kumbaya Master Toby. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us as we discuss um, our three most recent games, two in the Premier League and one in the Champions League. One of them we won, the other two we're just going to ignore. We're not really going to totally know. gloss over. <laughs> Did they even happen? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> if we don't talk about it, does it really matter? <laughs> so jumping into the exciting win. In the Premier League, we faced Villa away. Scoreline at the final whistle was 3-2. Had the final whistle Ooh. come just a few minutes before, it would be a totally different game. And maybe we wouldn't be discussing it at all. <laughs> and this that's what counts, is the final score. Exactly. None of the struggles that happened against a team that could very well be relegated. But yeah. Ooh, I completely bird. misread this one. I thought we were hitting our form. I, I actually predicted it would be 3 so because I knew we'd be good for the goals, but I didn't. I, but I guess you can never predict Oliverell scoring an own goal because that seems yeah. super unusual. But I loved his defense in it, Acid and I were talking about because he said afterwards, like, I've just had another kid. I'm exhausted. My legs aren't that fresh. I've just driven six slept. hours. I love that attitude. I'm like, I'm too good. It's not really my fault. There's there's other circumstances which contributed. So Yeah, and also yeah. there's more going in my life than just this game. Yeah, yeah. So I really liked that. You know what? If there's any week he could have pulled that off, it was literally the week his wife gave birth. So you know what, Toby? Yeah. I approve. And when yeah. Toby giveth, he taketh back. Exactly. He, uh, like this is the yeah, game. So- like, Wow. You were saying that it's rare that you get a Toby Alderweireld own goal. It's also pretty rare for him to score an actual goal. So it's amazing that both yeah. of these things happened within the same 90 minutes. Yeah. How blessed are we? That In fact, cool. it happened like 18 minutes apart. Yeah. Nine minutes in, we get the own goal. 18 minutes later, he avenges that goal. What is this? What? Yeah, Good just job, so Toby. on top of it. Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, canceled it out. Yeah, Whatever, nice. guys. I don't usually score goals, but That's I did it today. That's gotta so good. I mean, Maguire had a similar one the other day when he, I mean, I don't know if it's worth mentioning, when they played against Chelsea. That's been the other big drama of the week, if if we can take a, you know, a minute to talk about another team. But I guess it's sort of relevant to us because everybody was comparing Maguire's uh, kick to the gentleman quarters on I think it was Batshuahi that he should have been sent off like absolutely no doubt about it should have been sent off and everybody was comparing it to Sun when he quote-unquote kicked out at Fernandinho and was sent off so I think everybody is baffled as to why Harry Maguire didn't get a red card and then he turned around and scored in that goal I think what turned out to be the winning goal so but yeah and so many VAR issues at the moment but yes I mean, we were technically 45% possession for this game, and yet, here we are. I mean, you gotta, gotta take the good, I guess. Yeah, gotta take plenty the good. of good. We had 23 shots. That's wild. Yeah. 10 of them were on target. That's crazy town. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely putting ourselves in a really good position to win, and we were unlucky with the with the Alderweireld own goal, so... Yeah, it it's, looks really promising. It seems consistent with some of the performances... We've had from Mourinho's strategy recently, which is less possession and more shots on target. So that's that's a great place to be. Oh, that's so that oh, it's strategy. Okay, cool. Because I always get scared. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess oh, wow. it's a 
it's different than Mourinho or sorry Mauricio. I mean, and obviously I wouldn't dare knock Mauricio. Like it's, I mean, he'll he'll Never. always be a legend for the club. But it felt like some of the times we would look really good, move the ball around really well, possess like sixty plus percent, and not really have a goal to show for it. Like, and that was often super frustrating for us, wasn't it? We'd we'd pass the ball around beautifully around the midfield, and in the final third we'd have kind of no ideas. So it seems like Mourinho is clear, like we don't just value possession for the sake of it. It's like either you turn it into a goal and quickly, or you defend. I mean, and like, that's why he's accused of parking the bus. But if it wins games, it wins games. If it delivers results, then what more can you ask for? What more can we ask for? We welcome Ben Davis back during this game. It's been a while since. Welcome back, Benny Boo. I mean, what kind of... Speaking of, like, not valuing possession, I mean, Leipzig had us on the back foot, I mean, for quite a lot of the first half. What I super didn't understand is all the pundits who were saying, oh, Tottenham looks intimidated and they're being completely steamrolled. Like, I didn't see that at all. The way they were talking about it in the headlines afterwards, you would think, oh, Leipzig must have won 3-0 and had 60% of the possession. But that just wasn't the case. I mean, they won 1-0 from a penalty. They uh, didn't dominate possession. Our player ratings were just as good as theirs. So I I was really surprised by the way people described that game because, I mean, Timo Werner, who is very dangerous and will be very dangerous against us again in Leipzig, he missed some big opportunities. But I thought in the second half, we were in it. We created some chances. Yeah, I think there's a lot to play for in the second half. In the in the second leg, rather. I mean, just jumping into the Leipzig game, since we're on it, I guess two things on this for me is that the media was again portraying prior to the game how, how easy a game this would be for Spurs. And then now, of course, when things don't go that way in the narrative, they have to, I guess, spin it into a, oh, so intimidated, whatever, which right. is really annoying to me. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. It's not mean, fun. 1-0 is really considering the injuries we have, considering how we're kind of a team rebuilding in the middle of the season, it's not a bad result against a team who can go toe-to-toe with Bayern Munich at Bayern and uh, and and hold them nil-nil. So, I mean, Liverpool, by comparison, goes to Atletico Madrid and loses 1-0. I mean, it's and Atletico Madrid is not as good as Leipzig, so I, I'm not sure what their defense was. I don't know what their defense was, but I guess a guy that was a bit defensive for getting, I guess, sub during that game was Delhi. I just want to briefly touch on it because yeah. he got replaced during the game, substituted during the game. And of course, the fans all take videos of him returning to the bench. And he is, flipping I don't know, out. flipping the fuck out. Like I've, he's throwing shoes. He's throwing his water bottle. But I guess my favorite part of this fan video posted on Instagram is that Jan Vertonghen liked it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Because there's like Jan in the side. No, but yeah, you see Jan in the side of the video, just like seated because he's in the bench. But uh, <laughs> I just, I just thought it was of note. Um, yeah, uh, whether you're passionate or the tantrum, I don't know. Jan approves of this video. Yes. Yeah. Did you see it, Toby? Yeah, I saw a bit of him, like uh, you know, having a bit of a, a bit of a fit on the sideline. But it's great to see. I mean, it shows he's passionate. He wants to stay in the game. He wants to even the score. But it seemed like a, a sensible tactical change at the time. But I think Lamel is another player who often shows that passion. I love seeing him come on as a late sub because he'll come in, he'll start making tackles, he'll, he'll like get a yellow card within the first seven minutes of being on. But he can change, <laughs> he can really put some zip into a game. 
again, I don't, I feel like I'm always painting Argentinians with a broad brush, but because Lo Celso was a little bit heavy handed the other day, got away with a very questionable yeah. tackle on Espilicueta, which it's very difficult to justify what he's done there. He probably should have been sent off. I mean, speaking of that Chelsea game, just really quickly. Yeah, no, you, you mentioned Lamella, and he was a sub, and he scored for us. I mean, our yeah. one, uh, we lost that game, sure, but, like, that accidental goal, I'll take it. You know what? If we can, like, accidentally do goals now, I, I approve. Yeah, I guess it's a great example of how you were saying earlier, Toby, that, like, when Lamella comes on, he changes the energy of the Definitely. game. Definitely. And he delivers some kind of tangible result, whether it's yeah. it's yellow in the form of yellows or in the form of this yeah. forcing them to to like to own goal. Yeah, he's just With, fearless. Like he brings he on his speed and his attacking, and he's great at the pressure high up the pitch. So yeah, I love seeing him play. I guess I'm just a little sad that I, I thought we would get a clean sheet for Chelsea given it was Hugo's 250th game, but I mean, we got. We lost. I don't know, guys. These past two games, I mean, coming off from the high of Aston Villa, and then, again, we we hit a snag with our first game with Leipzig, which is fine because we can avenge ourselves there. But we do have a couple games coming up, and we don't have, of course, as you know, Sonny is injured. He got injured from the Aston Villa game really early on in the game, and yet he continued to, you know, win us that game. And now he's gone. with a fractured arm and scored... What was it? Two of two incredibly important two of, goals. Yep, two incredibly important goals, and yet he's gone now because obviously he just got surgery for that. So with no Sunny and no Kane for our next couple of games, coming with also I think Toby, you shared this with the te- with the team <laughs> with us. You shared us a graphic from I guess Reddit posted in the subreddit Coys Premier League's most le- most lethal partnerships, meaning they have to have a minimum of five thousand minutes together. Data is only taken when both are on the pitch, and leading that table is Kane and Son with a total of 102 goals together. We beat everybody from Salah and Mane, Aguero and Sterling, Henry and Pires, and Torres and Gerard. So, like, coming from this, I don't know, like, it's an impressive stat, but also. It is. Should... Ah, and it's just, it's so painful to see right now, at this moment in time, when both Sun and Harry aren't eligible to play. It's, yeah, it's a reminder of what we don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just looking at the formation. We played uh, Aston Villa back in August of 2019. And if you see, I think we have four of the same players that started the game against Aston Villa when we played just a couple weeks ago. So that's a lot of turnover that's having to really adapt to a new set of players when we're facing some teams that are really hitting their mid-season stride if they've faced slightly fewer injuries. Um, I mean, obviously, Chelsea, I think, are still without Tammy Abraham, so they've had to adapt as well. But I think we've been really unlucky losing some of our really pivotal, pivotal players and obviously losing our manager mid-season as well and, and getting some new players in January. It's, it's, we're trying to rebuild and hit some really key markers as well in terms of reaching the top four and trying to progress in Champions League. So I think we have to give them credit and to say, to see them, are they still in fifth at the moment? Yes, so I think so. Fifth, I mean, that's pretty good considering how many challenges we've had into the last 16 of the, of the Champions League. I mean, that's a lot of... You know, that's a lot of fight to still be where we are. 
I mean, yeah, I, I think I'm just, I, I need that kumbaya spirit from you because we do have upcoming games. And again, when I was making the outline for our last, I think our last episode, I was saying that as long as we win Villa, we'll be in a better position to overtake Chelsea, um, given a lot of caveats, of course. And I think I just checked the table right now. Right now, Manu is at fifth, which leads us to sixth, uh, but we're one point apart. So we will face them soon-ish, maybe in like, two three games and hopefully they get knocked down a bit but i don't know uh what do you guys think of our chances of still breaking into the top four there's still a lot to go there's still a lot it's just you know i guess flagging spirits breaking into the top four i think if you'd asked me that uh two days ago mm -hmm. i'd say yeah we must it's an absolute must this weekend when we face chelsea we must beat them we must kill them and make them all cry <laughs> by the end of the 90 minutes but now that that didn't go so well i'm starting to <laughs> I mean... feel like you know what whatever we don't need the premier league we can still Isn't win that the, the champions league so what's better than fourth place in the premier league it's lifting the champions league trophy at the end of the season that's so, true and we have yeah. and and we do have our second chance with leipzig so toby yeah. what we are do. your thoughts We're on not out of it what are your thoughts on, on beat, beating them their home uh, away? Beating them in Leipzig? <laughs> I think it's possible. I mean, this game we just had in Tottenham, I, they were without some of their defenders, some of their key central defenders. Upama Kano has everybody raves about, and he's been excellent. So I think he'll be back for the next for the second leg, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that will make it slightly tougher. But, I mean, we're just a one-goal deficit. We're definitely still in it. I mean, we've, as we all know from the past year and the last season of Champions League, anything can happen, and sometimes That's it true. just takes a bit of luck. We have this the quality in the, on the pitch, so yeah, I think there's reason for hope. I mean, what's definitely to be seen is how Mourinho manages the priorities, because for me, Europa League would be, I don't know, sort of detrimental next season, because it's a lot of expended energy on a, a tournament that maybe... Doesn't really matter. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> prestigious? I don't know. Yeah, it, it feels a bit like maybe we're getting a bit high on the horse now that we've been in Champions League <laughs> for a few seasons, but maybe it's a good way to rebuild the club. I'm, I'm not really sure, but it feels like for me, if I was him, I'd prioritize Premier League and maybe deprioritize Champions League a little bit. But uh, And we've we still got the FA Cup as well, so that we're juggling three really really important things and with a, a pretty thin squad so for me especially if man city is is going to be kicked out of europe for two years and the fifth place spot is going to become a champions league champions league spot for me that's got to be number one priority is to work our way back in so that next year after a summer under Mourinho, training under the new regime we can make a proper go of it that is the spirit i love to hear i mean <laughs> i guess and any anything else you guys want to bring up with our you know our lovely win against Villa and you know those two other games that I don't know if we played. <laughs> I, was, I don't remember if it was Leip Leipzig as well, but Lochelso's had a really good few games too, really showing his quality. I didn't get to see much of the Chelsea game, so other than him stamping on his Piliquetta's leg, I'm, I I haven't seen much of it. Accidentally, alleged, accidentally. Alleged, yeah. He because as the VAR ref said, there was nowhere else for him to put his foot. Yeah, if yeah. there's an opportunity he... to step on Piliquetta, yeah. then I guess well, I don't know. How do you comprehend that? Of course you do. I mean, insert asterisk. If he had broken his leg, of course we wouldn't be joking like this. But he didn't, <laughs> so we get to make fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I, I think Leipzig or Aston Villa, he had an amazing game. The way he he possesses the ball high at the pitch and can really turn around and turn off defenders and, and find opportunities. I think Bergvine is showing some more of his skill as well, receiving the ball out of the defense and being really strong Dembele style and turning around and starting the attack. So love the players that we have in our club now. It's it's going to... It's going to start kicking in if we can get some of the key guys back and healthy again. And there's nowhere to move but together. I just want to end this with like this really nice video clip that I saw of the team doing a huddle. I know they do huddles all the time before games. But somehow, in the middle of a sea of blue in Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, the team was all in a huddle. And I think it was Ben. I don't know if it was Ben Davis, but he's been highlighted so much this episode. Uh, he was giving, I think, a speech or like a pep talk. I can't, it was really no audio, but it was just nice to see everyone there huddled and just getting through it together. We may be lacking the guys we need right now, but we have all the team we need. And I think we just got to keep going. Hell yeah. Ben, Thanks ben the to, Professor yeah. Davis. He was once <laughs> exactly. seen reading a book. <laughs> Just want to no, say I think thanks. you're right. Like yeah, there's cool. there's team spirit in spades. So even if you know we're missing one or two people, it seems like everybody's still pulling in the same direction. So that's that's all we can ask of them is that they they play hard every week, and I feel like we're getting that. So the results will come. Mourinho said the same thing. He goes, he can't expect anymore. They they've given it their all. I mean, who knew we'd be agreeing with him? I don't yeah. know. what does the world come to (laughs) so I guess games to look forward to we have Wolves at home on the 1st of March great form at the moment there that's it's going to be interesting and then Burnley away on the 8th Um, but we also have our FA Cup uh, against Norwich at home on the 5th of March and I guess we'll be covering those in our next episode thanks Toby thanks Acid for uh, joining us again I mean thanks Patty Last words for us to keep us going. Come Come on, on, you Spurs. Spurs!